Everybody downstairs. Come on, you guys. I got a surprise for you. What is it, Daddy? Wait, wait, wait. By the year 2005... Are you once family? I guess so. Every home will have an NDR-114. Andrew, this is very good. Thank you, sir. I think it sucks. Sucks? Chickens do not have lips. <laughs> he was designed to serve humans. Would you please open the window? One is glad to be of use. Now jump. No! Out the window. But there was something different about Andrew. Two cannibals were eating a clown. One turns to the other and says, does this taste funny to you? How do you make a hanky dance? Put a little boogie in it. <laughs> what exactly is it doing? He shows a number of characteristics like creativity, curiosity, friendship. Good night, sweetheart. Good night, Andrew. It is a household appliance. And yet you act like it is a man. You're unique. I feel responsibility to help you become whatever you're able to be. Witness one robot's extraordinary 200-year journey. He learns and grows all the time. To become... This is an external physical upgrade only. ...an ordinary man. I believe in... The secret to all this is imperfection. That's what makes us unique. I like the shape of your head. It's huge. Oh. I believe in miracles. This is wonderful. Take the next step. From the director of Mrs. Doubtfire comes an epic story. I saw the inner me. That will bridge the gap between man and machine. I am the proud owner of a central nervous system. You can feel. Will you perform an experiment just for the sake of science? Alright. Kiss me. everything they say it is. Bicentennial Man. Look what I'm doing here. I am trying to make something of myself. I am trying to fulfill my destiny. Does she notice? Could we talk about this another time? Welcome to Movie the Podcast. That's right, Movie the Podcast. We're back again, live, both coasts. And it's still <laughs> Domo Arigato, Mr. June Bato. Robot June, whatever it is. June, June Bato. We're sticking with that. June Bato is much better. So, uh, we watched my pick, which was Oish. a movie. It was and, a movie. Um, Did you pick this movie just because TJ talked about how much he hated it for so long? <laughs> I picked this movie because I never, I've never seen it, and I've never really heard anything good about it. <laughs> And I thought, you know what? I thought guys just read the Foundation trilogy and was like, I need to see a film from the mind of Isaac Asimov. Well, I mean, I, I will say this. I was surprised when the, when the you know, about minute 30 of the opening credits when it credited <laughs> Isaac Asimov. I was like, oh, all right, interesting. Every story, all- every story about a goddamn robot that wants to be a human is by Isaac Asimov. Like every single one. All the I wish they kept brain stuff. the original title and then the positronic man. Yep. <laughs> Molecular, the molecular the man. The molecular man. Oh, yeah, we watched Bicentennial Man, a love story that 
spans Take 200 years in real time. In real time, where a uh, a washing machine gets a penis and bangs a <laughs> hand dog. <laughs> Uh, uh, and yeah, true. And that <laughs> that is true. Uh, yeah. So we 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 watched that, but uh, you know, we got the whole crew here now. Sean's falling asleep. All the beef uh, is in the barn. All the beef is in the barn. <laughs> so let's talk about what we watched this week before we watched my Centennial Man. Uh, Alec. Hi. Hi. Hi, Alec. Hey. Hey. Come at you. I don't like you and you don't like me. I like you. I, I like, like you. you. Uh, I don't like you. Maybe, uh, maybe you would if you got to know me better. I watched three things. Oh, shit. It's more than uh, two. Okay. First, a movie called TV Junkie. Okay. TV Junkie? Yeah. It's a documentary about Rick Kirkham. Who is that? The, oh, I know Rick Kirkham. He's the guy from fucking uh, the fucking lion, Tiger King. Tiger King. Yep, he's the he's the uh, reality TV producer from Tiger King. Oh, the weirdo guy who looks like an old wizard. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, like a wizard. A little bit. Like homeless cowboy, but okay. Homeless cowboy, old wizard, same thing. Okay. Uh, it's a documentary about his life. He's filmed, done like these video diaries since he was like 12 years old, like huh. every day or most days. And it, it uh, follows him from when he was a, a news director and a reporter on Inside Edition back in like the early 90s through all his uh, drug addictions and coke and crack. Ooh, crack. Alcoholism. This- was this produced post Tiger King or pre Tiger no, King? No, from like 1996. Oh shit! Okay. <clears throat> um, yeah, it's very interesting. This guy's uh he's a he's a uh, lunatic. Kinda. He seemed yeah, like he, unhinged during the Tiger King stuff. Like he seemed like a very odd guy. They didn't they didn't really focus on him a whole lot in that documentary. Well, no. it seemed like he was down and out, and like this was his last shot at making any kind of scratch. Because the little the little fucking montage they show when they introduced him, they're like, "Here's Rick Kirkham," and then they like showed him like being like man on the street, getting lit on fire, and doing dumb shit. Yeah, yeah. we did all that stuff for Inside Edition. He was like one of their. Anchors and I don't even know is Inside Edition still around? I don't, I don't think so. I don't no. think so. I like think that's it's a current affair. Like I feel like yeah, but it is and hard copy. Like, Do you remember hard copy? Hard copy. That sounds fake. No, there was no. It was in, like in, it was like Inside Edition and hard copy. Hard copy had the spinning like bow, bow, you know, yeah. Inside Edition. It, Inside edition, hard <laughs> copy, and a current affair. All those things were like ubiquitous with our childhood, and it's like that is totally gone. I, I guess that. Been the filmed by one, TMZ. The only, lasted, the only one that lasted is sixty minutes. That shit is still going strong. Yeah, but yeah, all, for it every like, Sunday during the NFL season. But all of those, like sixty minutes, is is a network thing. I think a current affair and hard copy and all that shit. I think that was um that was all syndicated because that all. It I was, don't think it was all like on Fox or whatever. Yeah. It was all. Just, it was like whoever said TMZ. Like it's like it was before the internet, and you needed like trash. Like yeah. you need like uh, like National Enquirer the TV show that's what those were. Yeah, yeah. they came out on after Supreme Court and divorce court. Those like fake 
court shows. <laughs> yeah. But um, they don't... Uh, he's an interesting guy. He's led an interesting life. And he's, for most of his life, he was really a huge piece of shit. And all that's documented from himself, including, like, abusing his wife. Jesus. Leaving his kid's birthday party to go buy crack. <laughs> well, we've all been there. Yeah, oh, yeah he's a... Uh, he's, He's how did, a, how did you watch this? For it, but he's a fucked up individual. How did we watch it? We had to look for it. It might have been on Amazon after we searched for it. What's it called again? TV oh, junkie. Uh, pause real quick. I just You mentioned Amazon. I didn't stop any of those seven-day trials. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. So you got a month worth of Haya. Yeah, I got a month worth of high uh, monsters and demons and Cowboys IF, IFC independent. Great. Phantasms or whatever. God damn it. Fuck. <laughs> that's, that's a I real... Thought said, I thought you said an alarm. I thought, you I, I, thought I did. I just... It's been past seven days now. God damn it. Fuck. Because <laughs> last week we recorded on Monday. Well, yeah, but I watched them over the weekend, so uh, maybe I still have a day. Okay, Uh, maybe there's a grace period. (laughs) I doubt it. Uh, Uh, Sorry, Alec. Anyway, you mentioned Amazon, and now I just immediately now I'm going to fucking check my account after I get off this. Moving on. Uh, Well, I watched uh, Shrek Forever After, the last Shrek movie. I haven't seen I the last one I saw was the third. I didn't even know there was one after that. Like it's fine. If you like the other Shrek movies, you're gonna like this movie. It's, How much money do you think um fucking Mike Michael well, I can't think of his last name now. Myers. Um, Mike Myers. <laughs> Mike, yeah. yeah. How much money do you think he's made just on Shrek films? Because those things kill. Yeah, I don't know. A lot. Probably a lot. I'm sure, like he's he's pretty shrewd. Yeah, but he probably has spent most of it on ogre surgery. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's like do you know that Burger King got to buy your own shirt. Do you know that there's an entire like movies worth of Chris Farley as Shrek that they've never released? Really? So Chris Farley was the voice of Shrek, and then he died, and before the movie came out, and then they recast Michael Myers. Why am I calling him Mike? Because I fucking got it. Mike Myers. I'm Michael Myers. <laughs> I mean, but you're a, not wrong. But apparently, like that whole his whole vocal track is is the, is out there. Like it's it's not it's never been released. Did they re-record it because they knew they wanted to make it a franchise after they, they died? From what I understand, um, yeah, and that you know, it's uh, it's one of those things where. It was finished before post-production, so there might have been, like, pickup lines that, that weren't recorded and stuff like that. Like, I think even with animated movies, you have, you know, a process where you have additional dialogue recordings and things like that. That wasn't done. But, like, his first run through the script apparently was finished. Hmm. So. I knew he was the original voice. I didn't realize he and did appa- the And apparently his voice isn't, like, Scottish, like the way, you know... That Mike Myers I would love it. to hear Chris Farley do a Scottish accent. <laughs> but I anyway. just didn't. Good lord! <laughs> That's the same. My boy! <laughs> I don't know how you think it's the same. You're not doing a Scottish accent. I'm not! I can't <laughs> You're just making hand motions. <laughs> oh, so, God. what is Shrek 4 about? 
uh, Rumpelstiltskin tricks him into signing a contract where he, uh, Rumpelstiltskin is uh, against the kingdom of far, far away and Shrek loses his wife and kids and he has a 24 hours to remedy everything before he disappears forever. Isn't that the plot of an entertainment wall? What was what? that, Sean? I said it's about entertainment law. Yeah. yeah. Intellectual property. Um, but it like it's good. It, like I like all the Shrek movies, so it falls right in line with them. If you don't like there, the other ones, you're probably not gonna like this one. There's some pretty good jokes. I I recently watched the or I caught pieces of the original Shrek and I was like, there's some there's some decent funny stuff in here. I feel yeah. like the problem with the original Shrek. And a lot of those early cartoon CGI movies is that they're like PlayStation One games where they're oh, yeah, they look bad. They look really bad. They don't look like, bad as Final Fantasy: The Spirits Within. Oh God! Oh, that freaking movie was Shrek DreamWorks's best shot at going to Disney with something animated. Well, didn't DreamWorks end up making Despicable Me and all that bullshit? Isn't that them? Illumination. That's Illumination. Yeah, but I think they started as DreamWorks. I think they split off. If I'm not, mis- I could be wrong. I know it is. I know you're right. It is Illumination, but I think they might have started at DreamWorks. I only know it's Illumination because I always hear that stupid uh, the fucking shit singing them called Illumination. <laughs> That's a terrible impression of a minion, but That's pretty good. It's because Alec loves minions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're my favorite. I hate minions. They're so stupid. <laughs> I just like all those minions. Uh, the minions. Uh, what is it? Hentai. Oh god! <laughs> they're like pregnant and like gay for each other. <laughs> That's. I, I have no issue with minions. I have the issue with like middle-aged internet moms, like and aunts, like taking on every minion meme. Like the that's min- the part that I don't care for. Yeah, I like the weird deep fried minion memes where like, they just don't make any sense. They're completely absurd. Peter Griffin's like fucking the meat, like the minion. <laughs> I love that stuff. But yeah, normal, normal, normal minion memes. Not so much. I would say Shrek is probably their biggest one. They also have a uh, Kung Fu Panda and how to train your dragon. Oh those no, are- it's how to train your dragon. That thing made like, a those are two, fl- Bangers. You think that's better than Shrek? I think. I think if you take the three, how you train your, train your dragons, I, I bet they're. Com- I bet they're close to how much Shrek made. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the final thing I moved, I pulled up or moved. Final thing I watched, <laughs> I pulled a, uh, pulled something out of Gog's playbook and watched Zootopia. Oh shit! Oh, yeah. I like that. No shit. You watched it a hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> I caught up to every how many times God has watched it this week. <laughs> um, there was some Stacy was on some uh, Twitter feed and something said about the current situation in America. Some of y'all have never seen Zootopia, and it shows. Mm. She was like, "What does that mean?" And I was like, "There's some like messages in Zootopia about like caste systems and racism and don't judge carnivores, yeah, stuff like that." So we watched that. And that movie is fine. Sounds like fine. copaganda to me. <laughs> What's his name? Bateman's it's good. About, it is about a rabbit cop. <laughs> Not should've rabbit. Been, rabbit. Should have been a pig. Pig <laughs> <laughs> law enforcement. That would have been funny, though. They didn't want to offend the uh, cops. Yeah. Disney. Not all cops. 
The movie's fine. Like yeah. this is the first time I, you've I, seen it, or no, I've seen it before, but I would say it's lesser Disney. Yeah, not uh, up in their uh, up in their oh, guts, Disney. <laughs> their <upper income. laughs> up in their guts, Disney's a good idea. Yeah. Blasted out the back walls, Disney. Yeah, yeah, it's not up there with a uh, Br'er Rabbit and Song of the South. Mm-hmm. They should re-release that. Absolutely, remaster it. Remaster Song of the South. I remember seeing that movie as a kid and not understanding how problematic it was. I just love it, thinking that uh, "Zippity Doodah" was like the best song of all time. So I never, I never saw that movie, but we had some kind of Disney sing-along tape where it was like clips of Disney movies, and the "Zippity Doodah" song was in Is there. It- isn't that still like the Disney jingle? Isn't it? Dun, 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 dun. They, they, don't they still use that? I know. Wish upon a star. Da, 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 da. Yeah, okay. Now yeah. it's just a screwdriver song. <laughs> <laughs> well, since it's a song of the South, they should just do a remix. Yeah. <laughs> you should change it to that fucking Cadillac grills. A Remus? Oh. Uncle Remus? Isn't that Uncle his name? Remix. Uncle Remix. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Remix. <laughs> Dude, why is that not a producer's name? Uncle Remix. Come on. That's a free one right there. Right there. Song of the, Song of the South Productions. Moving oh. the podcast. Spitting out gold. Uncle Remix. That's fucking gold. <laughs> yeah, uh, Zootopia is fine. It's got enough. It's, it's clever enough and funny enough. It held my attention, but it's not. Great. I assume that's on Disney Plus. Yes. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anything else, Alec? No. I just found, I found out today that uh, they got the second season of The Mandalorian fully shot before COVID happened. Hell so yeah! On track to come out in the fall. You know who's well, they're in all that? Masks. What's that? Gosh, they're all wearing masks. Oh. <laughs> you know, uh, Sasha Banks is in this season. Really? Yeah. Hopefully, she's cool. nude. I'm sure she will be. A Disney <laughs> just walk by her, the Mandalorian just walks by her. It's like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> <sighs> just a nude Sasha Banks right front and center in a Disney production. All right, Alec, can you pass oh. the mic too? Uh, Sean, he, he missed last week, so I'm sure he's gonna bump. Yeah. Not as no, much as I missed him. Thing. Yeah, I just been watching Amazon warehouses burn down and shit. So I only watched like one movie. <laughs> One, you have like a live, a live feed. You just keep just watching. Yeah, it like I'm, it I'm like glued to it when I get home from work. Now I watched the uh, I watched some of Solar Opposites. That cartoon is pretty funny. Oh, the new Justin Rowland show. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, is it like Rick and Morty? Uh, it's similar. It's not as good. Um, uh, I don't know. Um, I think I need more time with it to compare. You know, I need to watch it. I actually already forgot about it. It's my, good. my attention span sucks. That that they had like a huge marketing push for that, and it's been out for like two weeks, and I've already completely forgotten about it until you just mentioned it. Yeah, I wanted to watch a good robot movie, so and Sophia got RoboCop and Kindergarten Cop mixed up somehow. So we watched <laughs> RoboCop like right before I got on the show. Hell yeah! Robot Kindergarten Cop would have been great. <laughs> RoboCop is the best movie made in the eighties, I think. Wow, it's very oh. good. It's a heavy hand. <laughs> you forget how like like 
like hysterical that movie is. Like it's so funny. I'm glad she like thought it was funny as well. Like I don't know how funny it is in the theatrical cut because I, I haven't seen the theatrical cut since like video days. Right. Because like it's it's only absurd when it like goes full violent. But like, it's also cool. I'll buy that stuff. All all the advertisement stuff in the background is pretty absurdist. Everybody's really good in it. I think I landed on why is that none of them are attractive except for Nancy Allen. They're all just like regular people. Yeah. Well, except for Peter Weller. Yeah. Uh, and um, statue. I was like, oh, it was funny because I was like, oh, this is an '80s movie without like a hard F in it. And then like five minutes later, there's an ADR hard F after they get those guns that shoot explosions. <laughs> and the one guy was like, "Hey, give me that gun, you!" I was like, "Okay." That <laughs> movie's <laughs> yeah, fucking awesome. Like RoboCop is fantastic, and like the balls, the hubris to try to remake that movie and make it a PG thirteen movie and totally miss the point. That might be my pick. It should I be that. I think the remake of RoboCop is worse than the remake of Point Break. Mm, yeah. No. Now it might add actually now I feel like it's gonna be my I've seen, pick. I've seen both. It is not worse I, than the I mean I love Point Break, but Point Break isn't a masterpiece in the same way that Robocop is. Is Robocop the best Paul Verhoeven movie? Starship uh, yes. Starship Troopers is better than that. Well, it's also the same writer for both of those movies. So I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, Shadow is a good movie, like, despite it being kind of, like, universally panned. It's actually not a bad movie. What movie? Showgirls. I've never seen that, actually. Ooh. Yeah. I used to yeah, love that, that movie when I was, like, 15. <laughs> Same. <Yeah. laughs> I don't was, think... I don't think I, I've never watched it when I wasn't trying to masturbate when I was 17 or whatever, yeah. I feel the yeah, same I, way about RoboCop. <laughs> <laughs> What, that you've never tried to watch it without masturbating? Yeah. Yeah, the guy that plays Emil, he's pretty good. Yeah. Sophia's like, there's a lot of forehead in this movie, because, like, all the male hackers are, like, going bald. <laughs> yeah, you got, you got Kurtwood Smith, you got Miguel Ferrer, you got Peter Weller, obviously, has his forehead issue. Um, Like, all the goons, like, have, like, jaunty caps on. Like, it's so much fun. That movie's yeah. awesome. Like, in the... The the fucking like the Ed two hundred nine gets defeated by stairs is like the funniest thing ever. <laughs> yeah, and the Ed two hundred nine, the Ed two hundred nine design and the stop motion is fucking awesome. Yeah, that thing got Phil Tippett. He worked on Blade Runner and Jurassic Park. Yeah, and when it roars and then they shoot uh ah fuck what is his name I forget like Mister Kelly or whatever they shoot him like a thousand times and somebody's like somebody get a medic up. <laughs> oh yeah, did you oh. see the Wait, did you guys send around the thing where it was at 209 and the and the Muppets? No, no, no. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they remade it like with half puppets. With yeah, this half Muppet, that scene. They're just stuffing everywhere. I'll have to see that. Yeah. No, but I, I, I recommend RoboCop very highly. I still love RoboCop 2. I, I may pick RoboCop 2, but if you're going to pick the RoboCop remake, I'm going to pick something weird in Japanese. No, I'm going to pick the Robo... I think I'm going to pick the RoboCop remake. That... I'm between two movies, and I think I'm going to pick the RoboCop remake. The RoboCop remake has one good scene in it. It's like still one good body horror scene. Like you see his body, and is all like, yeah. That dude directed Elite Squad and Elite Squad Two, which are fucking awesome. It's like I wonder he, if that's a movie that got noted to death. Probably, through. yeah. Also, Elite Squad is an interesting movie to watch in our current climate. 
Yeah. Like I know it's in Brazil, but like the me- the message of that if you if you step away from the action of that movie and how cool it is, like the message of that movie is fucked up. Like it's so fucked up. I mean, come on. It's literally like there's a scene in that movie where it's like, well, if if a guy has like a like a handful of pot, like he deserves to be like murdered yeah. immediately. Oh, I I'll just say it real quick while Alex thought. I just watched Westworld, the movie. I hadn't seen it in a long time. That movie still kicks a lot of ass. It's funny. That was that was the movie I was going to pick before the RoboCop remake. Was, I, the, I might the, pick, the, I, I pick. There's like, does that have to be an actual robot robot? Could it be like Colossus, the Forbin Project? Because that's about like an AI, or does it have to be an actual plank, plank walk around robot? No, I think that counts. AI counts as a robot. Just don't pick that fucking Johnny Depp movie. Where he becomes uh, Dixie Flatline. Oh, Transcendence? <laughs> yeah. Don't pick that, please. Oh. Anything else, Maybe. Sean? No. Teagles. Uh, oh, shit. Uh, I watched three things, uh, but uh, like usual lately, it's three things no one cares about but me. So I got my uh, uh, Arrow video, put out a Shinya uh, Tsukimoto uh, box set with almost all of his movies. Uh, one glaring omission in my opinion, but uh, it doesn't have Gemini, which I love. With but whatever, I guess it's a rights thing. They probably couldn't get it. But this is the first time that almost all of these movies are available in HD, and so I I'm gonna watch these in chronological order. And I started off obviously by watching Tetsuo the Iron Man, which is uh, like legitimately one of my favorite movies. We have a we've talked about this stuff before, where it's like. You think about like your favorite movies, but then you think about the movies that you've watched the most. And I don't know. I've watched Tetsuo like a thousand times, and I fucking like a... look in HD. I'd be worried that no, you know it... how dark and like obscure the movie is. No, it looks amazing. Like it actually makes you appreciate all the work that he did uh, even more. Like uh, the other, the thing I I really got to commend Arrow on is um, they got Tom Mess who wrote. Uh, the a book the called book. Iron yeah. Man: The Cinema of Shinya Tsukamoto, and he's like super. He's super. Uh, he's a Asian film critic. He's an American. I believe he's. It's a good critic. book. The guy's amazing, and he's got a lot of knowledge about Asian cinema, and he does uh, commentary tracks on all the films. So you're gonna if you watch it with the commentary track, you're gonna learn a lot about the movie that you didn't know before, and. One of the things that I learned that I didn't know, I thought I knew fucking everything about this movie, is is that Tsukamoto, um, so he started out with a, a crew of around 10 people, but he ran out of money before all the big special effects shots towards the end of the movie. And they, so basically he, the end of that movie, the last 10 to 15 minutes of that movie, that was all him basically by himself. And that blows my fucking mind. Like, I can't imagine... They said he was sleeping on the sets, like he was just doing what he had to do to get the movie done. Apparently, you know, the movie's only an hour long, but apparently his original idea of the movie was going to be feature length, but he didn't have the money to do it. Um, I think that movie is absolutely amazing. Um, it, I just, I don't know. It's a movie that, like, I don't, I don't mean to, like, um, hyperbolize it, but it really is a movie that, like, opened my eyes to, like, so much more as far as, like, movies go is like how you can be just totally insane and foreign cinema i mean that was my gateway drug to like david lynch and a bunch of art house stuff and 
it's a great movie. And then I watched Tetsuo 2, uh, which is on my list for movies, like underappreciated sequels. Like I think Tetsuo 2 might be a better movie than Tetsuo 1. Like it's an actual movie. Um, whereas Tetsuo 1 is, is much more like a kind of a, a, an experimental thing. Tetsuo 2 takes a lot of the themes from the first movie and, and really hones it down. Um, it's in color. It looks amazing in HD. Focus. Like, yeah, it's in focus. Um, but it's a lot like a Evil Dead 1 and 2 situation where he took a lot of the ideas from the first movie and he kind of saw them to a more logical conclusion. Um, but I, the thing I was thinking about as I was watching Tetsuo 2 is, you know, I always hear about, like, especially now because the cyberpunk video game's coming out soon, and I've seen a lot of, like, essential cyberpunk films. And Tetsuo 1 gets mentioned occasionally, and I, I can see that. It, it does have its cyberpunk elements, but Tetsuo 2 is way more cyberpunk. Like, it, with its... its constant reminder of like the city and the loss of like humanity amongst like a thousands and thousands of people um it's visuals with the the melding of organic material and metal like it's way more cyberpunk than the first film um but i i, I think it's really good um i think i think it's fantastic and, and it's use of color especially in this hd presentation it just blows me away like what he's able to do and he probably did it on like no budget. Like he probably did it on like a Shane Carruth level budget of like probably thirty grand. But uh, what's the name of that movie he did? It's like a short where it's like the kid that fights vampires. You know what I'm talking <laughs> uh, about? That's in the box set. Yeah, it's called The Adventures of the Electrical Rod Boy. Okay. Uh, he made that. So it's funny you bring that up. So he made that before he made Tetuo, but. It, he submitted that to a bunch of like uh, people that give film grants. So because of that movie and how good it was to like film, I don't know the people that judge these film grant things that gave him the money to finish Tetsuo the Iron Man. Um, and you can see the, the, if you, if you just put into YouTube, the adventures of the electrical rod boy, you can watch it all on YouTube, but the, the transfer they put on the Blu-ray set is much nicer. It's a cleaner cut. Um, it's it's pretty cool to see. Um, yeah, you gotta tell me how Tokyo Fist looks. I it's the next one on my list. I haven't I didn't watch it yet, but I'm sure it looks amazing. Like I I was really blown away by how good uh, Tetsuo One and Two looked on this blue uh, Blu-ray transfer. It's not a 2K transfer, um, or not a 4K transfer, uh, but it is a 2K transfer. It looks really nice. But you're missing two of them K. Yeah. Well, I think it has a lot to do with... I think it has a lot to do with what it's originally shot on. I think if you shoot things in certain... With certain kind of film stock, you can only up the resolution so much. But I could be wrong at it. You know, I'm not... I don't know anything about technical shit. Uh, The other thing that I watched is a movie called A Field in England, which is a movie I think I threatened to watch last week. Um, So last week I talked about Kill List, which is directed by Ben Wheatley. Um, this is a movie, uh, it's called the, again, it's called a field in England. It's, uh, also by Ben Wheatley. He didn't write this one, but, um, it's very good. It's in black and white. It's in, it's uh, available on Amazon prime for Frizos. Um, it's heavily allegorical. It's about the British. It's about a bunch of soldiers in the, the middle of the British civil war. Um, but it kind of had a civil war. Yeah, they had a civil war. 
Same time as us? No. Different oh. time. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so it's got like heavy Seventh Seal vibes to me because it's very much like the whole thing is an allegory like by the time it's all over. But it's shot really interestingly. I think that all the performances are really, really good. Um, do, they play, do they play Twister? They do not play Twister. <laughs> I do appreciate that you that you understand that Bill and Ted Two is a huge Seven Steel reference. I do appreciate, that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's really good. Uh, it has the same problem the Kill List has, where it is crazy British, and I had to put the subtitles on because I could not understand what the <laughs> fuck they were saying. <laughs> um, the guy that plays dude, it's it's thick. <laughs> um, the guy that plays the best friend in Kill List also plays. So basically, the, the, the long and the short of it is the plot is these uh, this one guy who's, I, you don't even know what he is. He's like a deserter. And this guy that's a soldier and this other guy that claims that, hey, if you follow me, I can take you to this alehouse. Um, but then you find out that's a ruse. All these guys are like literally on like the periphery of a battlefield. Um, and it's weird because you never see the battle. Like they're always, they're outside of it. But the guy's like, hey, you know, follow me. I'll take you to this alehouse. We can get away from this war or whatever. And then they run into this alchemist. And the alchemist says that there's some kind of treasure in this field. And it, it goes from there. And it's pretty wild. But the guy that plays the bad guy in the movie is fantastic. I would argue that he makes the entire movie. Like, I think he's so fucking good in this. Um, but overall, I really liked it. I it's It's, again, it's a movie where... If you like movies that tell you what it's trying to say, this isn't a movie for you. This movie does goes out of its way to not say what the fuck this represents or like what it is. But I think I think by the time it's over, it's kind of obvious. But it, it definitely is something I want to sit down and watch again because it's again it's full of metaphor and uh, I loved it. I thought it was great. Uh, a field in England, but that's all I watched. So I pass the mic to Gogs. Um. I watched three and one parts things. One part. Um, I watched. So let's start with what I watched all of. Um, I watched, and I'll be brief. Alec, you can plug your ears. I watched all of Aliens, the director's cut, or whatever. <laughs> and you know, I've, ne- say, I've never seen the director's cut. Of all Aliens. I'm going to say about that is there is so much shit that is on the cutting room floor that makes the movie so much better. Really? I, wildly, I think you and I have had this disagreement before in public that I think the theatrical cut of Aliens is much better. Yeah, and that's fine. But you find out about, you get to see the, whole, you, get to see the you get to see the colony before all the shit goes down, like in greater detail. You get to see stuff about Newt's family before it goes down in greater detail. Oh, Aliens. I've, for Aliens. some reason, I thought you said Alien. Aliens. You find out about Ripley's daughter more like there's a lot yeah, it's more on a rider isn't it shit yeah <laughs> see I, I can't disagree with you more i think all that shit drags forever and it's more interesting that you don't you barely know anything about it i don't know i like i like all the world building i, I, Man, I feel like the opening of the alien director's cut is like years long um fine you know you find out that ripley and i know Sean doesn't care about this either, probably, but like it makes sense the whole power loader scene at the end because Ripley they, they go through a whole thing about how she it's it becomes Chekhov's power loader. Like you find out that she's licensed to do it, and she helps the Marines load up their shit. Um, 
I don't know, watching the the theatrical version, that loader scene, I've really, I've never thought about questioning why she could operate that loader. I never I never questioned <laughs> it either, but at least it, it was like, okay, well, that fills in the blank. But I I and we were having we've had this conversation a million times, but I'll just bring it up again. Between Aliens, the scene where they're having the meal and you get to know everyone and it's just like this palling around. Oh, it's like, great. And then essentially the same scene with all the Marines in Aliens, between them waking up a cryo sleep, bullshitting with each other, and then getting all amped up. The parts where, and I forget if this is in the director's cut only or in the original, where fucking Apone's like like getting them all psyched up to like get going. Like it's it's pretty rad. Like I I fucking love that movie. Yeah, Um, I love that scene in the mess where Ripley finds out uh, Bishop's an android and they're like, oh, the mechanical person on her last ship uh, malfunction. Yeah, they were always a, they were always a little bit twitchy, and that's a Cyberdyne Systems thing. So you know, you think it's the same shared universe as Terminator. Yeah, um, Cyberdyne also from uh, the game Perfect Dark. Um, I think I don't you're know. right. I used to love that game. That game was the notes. Um, the I Perfect watched... Dark I care about is Seal. <laughs> so see. I watched. I watched maybe the worst Friday the 13th movie, if anyone wants to guess which one it is. Ooh, 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 ooh. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. The hell. Yeah, that is the worst one. Oh, I guess you're probably right. Okay, the second worst? Uh, okay, hold on, hold on. I mean, one, Jason, in my opinion. Jason X? No, I like Jason X. No, I liked X better than this. Which one? The New Blood? A New Beginning. Part five. Oh, five. So- Wait, that's is that Manhattan? It's, it's no, Jason. it's the it's the the the, the medic. It's the yeah. crazy. Oh, that one sucks. And the yeah, guy, like, the met like the like the guy that works for the morgue or whatever yeah. got to see his like fat retarded son get hacked to pieces with an axe, and then sent him on a crazy rampage. Why did you land on oh, that yeah. one to watch? Of all the ones to watch, I was just flipping through, and I, I just finished. I like I've been kind of working my way through them again. Yeah. And I I had watched I'd watched four within the last couple of months. Four is the new blood, right? Four is the one with four uh, is Corey the final. Oh, four is the final chapter. So what's three? Three is the new. Four blood? is the one. Four is the one where um, what's his name? Sunglass, not sunglasses at night. Who's the uh? What's the, Corey Feldman? Corey Feldman, right? He makes yeah. Makes the mask and tricks Jason. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is the one where Corey Feldman's character is all grown up and going to a loony bin farm, and he's like, I guess, chaos. I, I, I think they were trying to make it seem like he was the killer the whole time, but they don't yeah. do a good job of it. Yeah. And then, and then you find out just this ancillary character. There's some great kills and there's a ton of tit in it, but it's a not a good. What about that tit? That was not. What's <laughs> <laughs> um, the one where they got a psychic kid? Is, is that that, that one? That's Jason goes to hell, right? I thought one of the ones with like the halfway house for wayward wakes or whatever. They had a kid that was a psychic. I gotta pee. Something. You guys vamp. Just act like I'm here. I don't think there's ever. A, I don't ever remember a psychic kid. The first one sucks. The second one sucks. The third one's real good because he gets the mask. The fourth one is semi suck. Fifth one's bad. Sixth one is Jason Takes Manhattan, or is that the seventh one? Jeez. Okay, the Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven, the New Blood, 
one of the girls has psychic powers. Okay, that's it. So six is where Jason takes Manhattan, right? I thought that was eight. Oh, yeah. Two. Yeah, eight, eight is Jason takes Manhattan. <laughs> is nine Jason goes to hell, or is that which one's six? Which one's one in space? Is that Jason X? Or actually that's Jason like X. That that's Jason okay, X. no, I love that that's, one. That that's one's the best one. That one's amazing. And then there's Freddy versus Jason, which I don't know where that falls in either canon. Um, in order, that's um, also a fun movie. It is. Um, so I watched that too. I think. Say what? I think those are the only two I've seen like all the way through. I, I want to see any other Friday the Thirteenth. So. I want to rewatch the remake again to see if it's as bad as I remember. I saw the remake in the theater with you. I think and I thought you liked it when we watched it. Oh, um, maybe I did. One where he shoots the bow and arrow. Remember that one? Is that the one we're talking about? It's, the... one, it's like a weird slow stalking. Well, I guess those are all of his movies. Yeah, but it was. I don't know. I'll, I want to see it again. Maybe I did like it. I don't recall. I gotta. I don't know if you can find it anywhere. Um, but anyways, I watched that. I watched um, uh, the remastered version of Phantasm. That movie sucks. Like <laughs> that movie sucks. Like, people have like a deep affection for that movie people, for some reason. I, yeah, they made a three or four of them. I think that movie is fucking terrible. I think which, like the which end movie is that? Phantasm. Stalker. Oh yeah. Stalker. Stalker. <laughs> who could, forget the, who could forget the Stalker franchise? <laughs> Yeah, like, uh, real quick, Friday the 13th update. Friday the 13th, 7, they have a psychic. And I actually like Jason X because that's the space one. So, <clears throat> I know you guys have moved on, but I was thinking about this while I was peeing. The right. out, of the classic, wow. out of the classic horror movie franchises, Nightmare is the clear winner, right? There's so many better movies in the Nightmare franchise than any of the I other ones. I would say is the best one no way absolutely not there's only two good halloween movies no no no, no, no not the best three movie. good halloween movies the original What's... halloween is the best single movie of all those old school incorrect halloween nightmare on elm street is better than halloween one og nightmare on elm street yes yeah absolutely. but a halloween, thousand percent. halloween three halloween 2019 or whatever it is does that count I guess it does. I'm talking about classics, like in the '80s. No. What about Hellraiser? I'm always, I'm always going to no, carry that. There's only Damn. two Hellraiser. Like Hellraiser three sucks. Like as much as I enjoy it, because it's stupid. Like, it is Hell, stupid. Hellraiser one and Hellraiser two are bangers. Not going to argue that. But I mean, Nightmare. You got Nightmare one, which is great. Nightmare two, also great. <laughs> I like Nightmare three. Like, come on. You can watch all those movies. Like the only one, like what's the bad one? Like I can sit down and watch. Kind of like I like the dream or the Freddy's the baby one. That's, Everybody hates that. It's, the it's dream the child one before. Yeah, that's four or five. five? Yeah. Four is the Dream Warriors. No, that's three. No. Yes. Was four the Dream Master then? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like four a lot. 
I don't know, man. I think that you can sit down and watch all of those nightmare movies and like, they might not all be great, but they're like a fun watch. Some of those. Except for new nightmare. Yeah. Sadly enough. But, uh, but some of the, fr- the, the, the Halloweens and the Friday the 13th are just a chore to get through. I, you might be right. It might be the, it might be. Yeah. yeah. Because, well, so, Cause they're so over the top. They're so wackadoo, right? Like well, they yeah. can, well, anywho, back, so back you watch, fan- you watch Phantasm. Phantasm terrible. I watched the remastered version on Amazon. It's like not like a ghoul movie. It's like an alien movie, sort of. So I'm going to lose all horror movie cred. I've never seen Phantasm. Oh. I've never seen it. I I know it's it's one of those movies that like every like diehard horror fan has seen. I've never seen it. Well, don't. You're not missing shit. The movie sucks. They made like a hundred of them. Well, the first one sucks. I don't know about the rest. They just made one a couple of years ago called like Ravager or something. Well, Phantasm Ball goes to college is not bad. <laughs> the ball doesn't even play a prominent role in the original Phantasm movie. Like it, it doesn't. It's like make... science fiction though, right? Like isn't it like, sort of a... like? So here's the deal: there's this guy who runs a mortuary, the tall man. He may have the ball. You never see him use it. The first one, the ball just like nukes two people's brains, and it looks like the fucking cerebral bore from Turok Two. Uh, it, like <laughs> that's a that's a reference people get. <laughs> but uh, like the whole the whole. You guys remember Shadow Man? <laughs> I do. I have that. Uh, the the whole crux of the movie is that the guy is taking recently murdered or killed folk and then compacting and shrinking them down into dwarf slaves to ship off through a dimensional portal to some other planet. Okay. <laughs> Okay. All of that just gets stepped on. Like none of it ever comes to any. Just kind of like, oh, and here it is. Right. And then it maybe was a kid's dream the whole time. Uh, it's, uh, I don't know. It's it's edited like a fucking Skittles commercial. Like it's terrible. <laughs> like, it's, <laughs> I I don't. It's shit. It's, but and you said there's a Nam Jabbar in it. This dovetails nicely into what I watched part of. I started watching Dune. Yeah. And also not great. Uh, but in the beginning of Phantasm, there's a whole scene where they're like, put your hand in this box. And his hand starts to hurt. And he's like, don't, and they're just like, don't fear. Don't just, don't be afraid. Don't be scared. Fear. Like, I think they don't, I think they should say fear is the killer. Or fear they didn't is what, say fear is the mind killer. The mind killer. But they do <laughs> the whole bit. And I'm like, weird. That's hilarious. They're like, fuck it. Like, whatever. Who's Red like, Dune? I'm going to say this. Like, the guy that they got to be, um, Jason Momoa is a much better choice for, uh, for not Gurney Halleck, um, Duncan, Duncan, Duncan Idaho. Idaho. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the guy, the guy who plays Duncan Idaho in, in the original Dune is nowhere near as fuckable as he's supposed to be through the plot line. <laughs> <laughs> Ernie Halleck in in the Lynch version is uh, Patrick Stewart, isn't it? Patrick Stewart, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna finish watching it, but oof, it's I honestly, not good. I like the movie, but I enjoy it. But objectively, it's a terrible movie. Yeah, it's not very like, good. The des- there's a lot of great design work in it, though. Like when you see the is. 
when you see the second stage navigator show up, even though he doesn't show up in the first book, well, when you when he shows up in the movie, he looks awesome. He does. Um, and I feel like they're I feel like they're really spoon feeding you the plot a lot more in the movie. Well, they kind of have like, to. I feel like, but House Atreides could unseat me in the lands rat. Like everyone loves them, so let's do this plot. Here's exactly what's gonna happen. Yeah. Like. Uh, it's one of those things we've talked about this a lot with like stuff like uh cruising and some other movies but like i want to know like what was the david lynch cut of that movie like could he have salvaged that movie or what did that look like you know what's, what's the, the deal with the weirding way like that's not in the book right no no no, yeah. no wait not not the way they do it in the fucking movie like yeah no. There's a there's a thing there's like a martial art that they learn that is a similar name. It's not called the it's it's called something else. Yeah. Is it Gunkata? It is not Gunkata. Sean, you never read the book? I thought you read. No, no, you know much fans on reading. Yeah. Did what? you did they ever? Did they, were they actually in the book? I can't remember. Were they actually called Sadokar Terror Troops? I, no, I I believe they were. It's something silly like that. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know, man. It's been a long time since I read the first book. <laughs> it just occurred to me what I'm going to pick for next week. What's that? What's that? Bloodshot. Oh, God. Is he oh, a yeah. Oh, dip. Yeah. Wait, yeah, though. Are we going to be able... Are we going to have to rent that for, like, $30? No, I think it's available for rent, regular rentals now. Okay, good. Regular rentals? Just check. If, if we have to rent it for, like, $25... Well, I'll send you guys the file. Well, we haven't had to pay for a pizza for a while, so... <laughs> yeah. we got to got to pay for it now. Yeah, Any pizza bucks getting fat. Anything else, Gogs? The pizza slush fund. No, I ordered it. I ordered just... I ordered a pizza the other day and tried to eat the whole thing just because I missed you guys. Yeah, I've lost <laughs> 70 pounds Anything else, that's, Gogs? That's everything I watched. There's a ton of uh, black cinema on Amazon that usually you'd have to rent. It's free right now. Oh, shit. Does any of them have robots in it? Uh, I saw I don't know. Like, Selma, saw Just, Just Mercy is free. Selma's free. They've got a ton of stuff that... You saw Just Mercy, right, Out? Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was amazing. That's the one with Sam Rockwell, right? And yeah. Handsome Be Wonderful. It's Michael B. Jordan. Fruitdale uh, oh. Station's available for free, I think, on there if you want to... What's the one with... If you really want to get depressed... Oh yeah. God, Fruitville Station. Good movie, but yeah, it's tremendous movie. It is very sad. Yeah, it's awful. But yeah, there's uh, a bunch of free free stuff on Amazon. Like their top header thing, at least on the Roku, is just like oppression. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. But it's like all like yeah, black black cinema. I want to see. Yeah, did any did, black screen. Speaking of oppression, did any of y'all see Detroit? It was uh oh the Catherine Bigelow movie. Yeah. I heard, nah, it I heard it was just kind of like mild. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I heard, I heard good things. Did you see that comic book site that took the picture of John Boyega and superimposed like Green Lantern shit? <laughs> yeah, of course. At the I, protest, it's like of, here's what he could look like. Of, of course, I did. It's like you fucking <laughs> nerds. Like shut the fuck up. <laughs> God damn. Oh, uh, all right, Gogs. What did we watch this week? We watched Bicentennial Man. We sure Guys, did. on a scale of one to ten, one being the worst, how bad do you feel for picking this movie? How bad do I feel? One being yeah. the worst? I'm yeah. Eight, nine. I don't feel bad about picking it at all. Oh wait, no. So is it wait, is eight the feeling bad or is one the feeling bad? One's feeling bad. Oh, one's wow. like true remorse. So you don't feel I, bad at all, huh? You should feel I a little bad. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> you should feel a little bad. But no, we we you know we we deserve to have a movie we can talk about. So I feel good about it. Not fair. I mean, we talked about Short Circuit too. <laughs> I mean, that was well, that movie's a banger. So I do <laughs> love Short Circuit. Yeah, really. I don't think. I really oh, yeah, like wait, so wait, let's get we since Sean was here last week. Sean, real quick, your thoughts on Short Circuit too? I haven't seen it in a while, but I fucking it's like I don't think I can judge it fairly because I love that movie series so much. Like it was such a part of kind of my weird childhood. It was very strange. It was a very strange movie. Plus, it was nice for me as a young Hispanic boy to have positive Hispanic representation <laughs> with that robot. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I mean, he was a member we of the kick your butt into outer space. Kick your balls into outer space. <laughs> I mean, that yeah, movie's he fucking panic for like two minutes. It's funny because that movie's like super gritty in some parts. Like it's like an Abel Ferrara movie. We're it's, still in gritty New York times. It's really weird. Also, yeah, we, it, turns, we, it turns into like Miss 45 for 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it does. Also, we we discovered that Chappie just ripped off all of Short Circuit too. That that yeah, was pretty like, much. It comes up in this movie too, but like it also came off Mac and Me, which isn't a a robot movie, but it is an alien movie. Where like the whole goal of everything is to become a U.S. citizen. It happens in like every one of these movies. <laughs> yeah, well, it was a it was a subplot in Short Circuit too that they touched on for two seconds, and then yeah. for some reason well, they had a lot of they got they had a lot of dogs in the fire. For some reason, Johnny Five becomes an American citizen, but yeah. but Fisher Stevens doesn't. I thought they were born in at the same time. Oh, I, I must have missed that. I don't yeah, know. Was was, how much people. was fifty grand really worth back then? Because how did he pay all those migrant workers? <laughs> Loan shark money. He was shark. They weren't migrants. They were homeless. People. Homeless people. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. I mean, they're probably migrating. Yeah. So, dogs, bicentennial man. Yeah. Tell us what happened in this fucking movie. The two short, short version or the hairless version? Robin Williams. Would you, you say, Alex? I'm sorry. You, Alan, Alex said something. He got like all blurted out. Say that the again. The two hundred year journey of a hairless Robin Williams. <laughs> The credit <laughs> sequence is longer than like some Super Bowls I've seen. <laughs> uh, so this movie, it's the, it's it is uh, a two hundred year story of of a of a of a toaster trying to get blood in a dick. That's it, <laughs> and become a man. It wants to trade all of its efficient bits. For breakdown bits. All right, but he, okay. Give me just give the overview of the pl- Alec. Oh, you sure. do it. I, Gog sucks. <laughs> yeah, you stop Go making a joke out of this, Gog. This is a serious movie. Because we'll yeah. get into we'll get into the, the the my problem with the movie is see you described what the movie's about, but it takes way too long to actually establish that. But well, Alec- it takes two hundred years, which is nice. <laughs> so, Robin Williams plays a rabbit. That's right. Robert he, Williams. He is a, uh, a servant android to a well-to-do Sam Neill family. Sam Neill-based family. It's <laughs> a um, Sam Neill-based economy. Uh, they quickly realize that he, even though he's supposed to just be like a servant robot, has the ability to learn and feel. Pause for a second, Alec. Um, I think 
I might understand this robot had a short circuit AI moment where instead of getting hit by lightning, him falling out the window and getting clonked on the that. head. James oh fuck! Is that is that the inciting incident? I, I totally didn't the, pick up on that. Yeah, I'm wondering if that's where the turn happens. Oh, well, maybe I. You know, I didn't think about it. I just assumed it was a like a manufacturing defect. I think Sean's right. I didn't pick up on this movie's too deep for me. So I t- that, that daughter that hated him is the reason that he became what she hated. Why so is every kid in this movie a fucking sociopath? Also, that daughter that hated him, like she shows up as a splatterpunk and then is never seen again. Shadowrun NPC. Like Thank that was you. perfect. It was, it's either that or the I know we make this reference a lot, but the fucking the the splatterpunk from Dark Knight Returns. <laughs> she shows up she shows up when Sam Neill's dying and she shows up at the wedding. But right, but it, that's it. Like her character okay. is is just gone. Anyway, well, sorry. No other characters. Let, we'll we'll get into the, the finer plot details. Let Alec get the overview done with. Huggo so, style. What's his name? His name is Andrew. Andrew <laughs> Android. He he feels he can learn. He tries to uh, he tries to uh, improve himself. Um, it's eventually after I guess like twenty years of serving this family, decides he wants his freedom, which Sam Neil says, "Fuck that! You're my robot slave." And then immediately gives him his freedom. Well, yeah, because it's stupid. Um, because Sam Neil decides that oh, I'm sorry, sorry, I'm doing doing what I just said not to do. Sorry, go ahead. No. It is it is stupid because Sam <laughs> Neil the whole time is saying how he should be cherished and <laughs> let evolve, and then as soon as he wants to be free, he's like, "Fuck you!" Yeah, it makes Sam, you. If Sam Neil is playing an like an elderly drunk F. Scott Fitzgerald. <laughs> go away from me, you incorrigible bitch! I hate you. Come back. I miss you, robot. <laughs> it was so weird. It was like. The whole first, like the first like fifteen twenty minutes of the hour I don't even know of this movie is Sam Neil going oh this is a a brilliant like sentient life and then it's like oh the sentient life wants to live a life on his own he's like no fuck that shit dude like, no I like, you got some more clocks to make in our fucking clock empire <laughs> sorry what I hold on let Alec fin- like let him finish the story and then we can get into the finer points of it. You get to see uh, John Michael Higgins play Sam Neill's lawyer for a minute. That's the guy's name. That's the guy from Get Out, right? No, yeah. that's, that's John Michael him. Higgins. Is the guy from uh, Best in Show. Oh, who's the? But the guy from Get Out's in it later, right? He plays yeah, a lawyer. Bradley Whitten. Bradley Whitten. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, he's in it later. He plays the little Mrs. Son, who after he's grown up to be a dick. Well, it's funny that guy Bradley Whitmer is a guy that like. I don't recognize him young or I, I never, I didn't realize what he looked like now until I see him now. Like, you know what I mean? Like as an older man, but now that I see him young, I'm like, Oh shit, he's been in like a thousand fucking movies. Like that guy's. Yeah. I always forget that Leland Palmer's in RoboCop. I'm sorry, but that's just the thing that he did. Leland Palmer's in RoboCop. Oh yeah. Uh, Ray, Ray Wise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You said Leland Palmer and I thought Leland Orser. I was like, that can't be. Right. Oh. Um, so Andy the Android gets his gets his freedom, which pisses off Sam Neil. He gives him his freedom, so Andy goes and builds a house on the ocean. Yeah, <laughs> beautifully crafted house on a beach, which I guess is just 
public property. You can yeah. build a house if you want. Just some, well, he also has like a bunch of money, so I guess he could have bought that land. We'll talk about his weird finances later. Let Alex finish. The robots own we'll never get through this. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that's true. He uh, he decides he keeps keeps in touch with the youngest daughter and her kids who hate him for some reason, even though she loves him. He keeps in touch with her, decides he's going to go on a journey around the world to find other robots like him. Doesn't find any except for one, which is the most annoying robot ever. Oh, my God, this fucking robot. Yeah. Um, Goes back or finds the robot. Hold on. How's it go? He finds that robot, follows her. Oliver Platt is her master and who was the son of the original owner of that robotics company that created them. Yes. And he helps Robin Williams or I'm sorry, Andy the Android get a human-like skin and change his organs and become more I feel like I'm missing something out of order. No, you're not. The skin and everything before he goes back and sees no, he, he the granddaughter looks just the like the reason you think you're missing stuff is because every segment you describe takes an hour. Yeah, right. And so, there's, a, there's a subplot that gets completely stepped on, which is he got this guy who was working in a shack, basically stupid rich that they don't even address. You're talking about Oliver Platt. Yeah. Well, I mean, they sort of address it, but the problem is the movie's like Boyhood. If it was like more boring. <laughs> um. So he goes back to the the original house that he worked at and grew up in because the daughter or grand the daughter from the beginning who is now a grandmother still lives. This is like sixty five years in the future. Yeah, this movie is full of time hops. This movie like time hops constantly. I got confused because the first one it just said a time later. Yeah, but then after that they tell you how much each time. Yeah, I I was like, so wait, I got I got a little lost. Um, he goes incredibly back. nebulous. The the actor who played, oh my god, yeah, the, da- the daughter <laughs> from the beginning, who was played by Jesse Eisenberg's little sister. Oh shit, that's the girl from the Pepsi commercial. Yeah, yeah. I remember. I recognized her. That's she was in like sister, IRL. she was in a ton of shit. Maybe not little, maybe older sister. I don't know, but it's her. His sister IRL. Huh. Um, so she is now. A seventy-year-old grandmother, and of a genetic life. copy of herself, and her granddaughter is basic. It looks is her. Yeah, it's the same actress. actress yeah. the grandmother. I'm surprised this didn't daughter. throw God. Well, this is exactly what Gogs Gogs wanted in the Black Coat's daughter. <laughs> this uh, I understood. <laughs> Andy the android can't come. Can't figure that out, and falls in love with the granddaughter. Which would make him a Al, pedophile. Al, can I pause it for one second? I know Super we're pedophile. This. You're doing a great job, but this robot is really fucking stupid. Right. Been alive for 200 years. <laughs> that is my main problem with this fucking robot, is that he's incredibly stupid. See, I even said it when we're watching it. Like, it's like naive and he, he says, is, he's like, I need more input. And he's like reading a book a page at a time like I would. Johnny Five needs input. He's like... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whole but, 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 no, but hang on. Later, he he says something to the effect of, I downloaded every textbook ever or some shit. So, like, is that something he learned? To do? You know what I mean? Like, his, I don't know. I mean, he might have been. Kind of, 
he might have been upgraded because he, he went in a few times and like I don't know. But at the beginning, he's like yeah. reading like slower than me. <laughs> you read pretty fast though, to be yeah. to be honest. You do you um, read I watched you read Sean's book at our, our <laughs> table at Comic Con in like two hours. It was ridiculous. Well, it was a to be fair, I, I I like quadruple spaced it so I could fill up some pages. It would have taken me much longer. <laughs> it was a very it was a monosyllable forty point font. Yeah, it was like a roll of doll book. <laughs> How'd you write the whole thing in Comic Sans? <laughs> Jokerman font. One whole chapter within Wingdings. <laughs> um so he falls. I mean, it kind of is. There is kind of a chapter where it's all like is. DOS shell language. Anyway, he what he falls in love with her after he comes to grips with the fact that she's the girl he grew, he watched grow up's granddaughter, and then it turns into a love story between those two after he keeps getting himself readjusted and grows a penis. Yeah, it's a dog at one point for a while, which is. A super cute dog, but dogs adore. Why? Then it's just gone. Yeah, they don't really address that because <laughs> everything <laughs> dies. Yeah, I mean, like sixty years happened between when he got the dog at the end of the movie. So yeah, but with I'm all sure the dogs, that's four hundred and twenty dog years. Yeah, but with like every like opportunity they have to make some kind of schmaltzy point, like you figured the dog dying would be in there somewhere. You yes, know what I mean? like, absolutely. I thought that's why he was introduced. Like I thought that. Bare- Hundreds of dogs. Got <laughs> <laughs> stacked up like cordwood in the backyard. I don't have any food for you. Come in. <laughs> yeah. All right. Like, so he then, still doesn't get idioms when he's 170 years. Hold old. on. Let Alex almost done. Okay. Then we can get through it. He got. He has the. Uh, he has the fully formed penis and skin and human <laughs> body now. And now he can uh, eat and call. Yeah, apparently he jizzes, he shits, he pisses. Like, <laughs> I don't understand how that how those physics work. Like, but he apparently he does. His, he can taste stuff. His stomach gets upset. He farts. It makes no like. Yeah. You can poke him in the eye and it hurts. Yeah, yeah. Um, time they, to they dust. They have to dust off poor Lynn Thigpen and drag her out of bed to be in the movie for two minutes. <laughs> He uh he ends up marrying the granddaughter. Who... Well, no, he he can't marry her, right? Because he's gotta he's gotta go to space senate. You forgot that part. <laughs> I thought they married. He just no no the they wouldn't. Senate, well, the people wouldn't. Maybe they're married, but it weren't. It wasn't recognized because he was not a human. Yeah, There's lots of marriages not recognized. That's true. But point counterpoint. Yeah, event. They go to the. Uh, the higher count, the high council, and uh, he lobbies to be labeled as human. I guess you're right. I guess it's so they can get married. Before that, I guess they just had a civil union. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> what I thought it was. I, I Obama was cool with. Uh, what is what, it? Does he, want, does he want to make sure yeah. that she gets his robot health insurance? <laughs> common law marriage. Uh, <sighs> cut to the future again. She's old. She's tired of taking life prolonging stuff yeah. that he created. Yeah, he creates he, he creates like all this shit that like keeps people alive for a lot longer than they should be alive. Um he uh so she stops taking them and he they do something to age him up. I forget what. 
he, he trades he, out all his hydraulic fluid for blood. Yeah, he he gets basically like he he gets organic material put in that will age like normal people organic material. Yeah, they really kind of lose the plot here, where it's just like, yeah, we just put blood in him now. He's all fucked up. <laughs> Maybe it rusted him. He goes to the space council to lobby one more time to be human, and him he dies immediately before they label him as human on national, international, intergalactical television. Yeah. Um, and this is 200 years after the start of the movie. Yeah. And it feels like it's still a shorter <laughs> time period than Cloud Atlas. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then his, and the his common-law wife decides to kill herself immediately and has the nurse turn off her life support. Who is the, the fucking... nurse who's the annoying robot? Yeah. Yeah. Who was the Vivica A. Fox's stripper friend from Independence Day? <laughs> no no way. <laughs> wow, that's some movie trivia right there. Hell yeah. Good job, Alec. Um so that's Bicentennial, man. That is the movie. Okay. Alec, I love you, man, but this movie's fucking brutal. This movie is <laughs> so bad. Also, like, all right, so let me just start off by saying that I get the idea that they're trying to make him, like, especially in the beginning of the movie, like, they're trying to make him innocent, right? But, like, he is designed to help people. So you think that they would program some kind of protocols where he'd understand, like, hey, people don't want you to just stand around and stare at them while they're eating dinner. Or basic things like how to say goodnight. <laughs> right. They didn't program that into him. Like, that wasn't well, part of the hit- first moment. Like, well, why would you... So- Here's the thing. What was the part where Sam Neill takes him back to the robot collective? That is like, he's like, by the way, this thing, I'm not here to complain. I'm just here to point out that this guy's wackadoo. Well, yeah. God, that's a a new thing we got. It's called flexing. So when that happened, I thought they were going to say that Sam Neill worked at the robot factory or he was like some connection, but no, he's just a consumer that just shows up. I thought that Steve and then Steven Root. I thought he was just spending the rest of the movie trying to steal him. I was right. like, ooh, this can, is interesting. Right. Can we talk about the economy in this movie? That somehow the head of, like, the robotics company makes less in a year than this robot makes selling clocks in a month? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know, dude. What is going on with clocks in this fucking movie? Shitty artwork sells for millions of dollars. Robot clocks. <laughs> Sadly, like, not mine. Robot-made clocks from, like, the first sentient android could probably sell for a little bit. Well, they don't advertise him as sentient because if they did, that they that was like the whole thing. They they wanted to try to keep him under wraps. Yeah. The, then later, Sam Neill installs some kind of brain alarm <laughs> oh, in yeah. the robot. So somehow, can I just say that my biggest problem with this movie is that it takes an hour and forty two minutes before there's any sort of problem, like. So they introduced Steven Root, and I thought, oh, shit. Like, so maybe it's going to be like a corporate thing. They're going to try to destroy him because he's, you know, going to fuck up their business. But like, Because they set that up exactly in the dialogue. Yeah, but then that goes away. That doesn't, nothing happens to that. Uh, So then the next one is what? That that Robin Williams wants to become a a human or whatever, or get his freedom. And that he wants to be free. That goes, that's resolved. Like everything is resolved in like two seconds. The only time you ever get any sort of conflict is towards the end. When Robin Williams wants to become a human 
and fall in love, but literally that's an hour and 42 minutes into the movie. Like what? But then it also turns into like a late nineties romantic comedy for like literally an hour. <coughs> yeah. It's like, also, I'm too busy to fall in love with a robot. I've got my weird art restoration job. To do. I, I read she restores art and buildings. Like, I don't know what. Also, like, every. Like, there's so many. You can tell this, is, this came from a book, because I bet all these subplots were, like, well examined in the book. But, like, his whole thing about. I'm going to become free and I'm going to find other robots and like rehabilitate them or awaken, awaken them. It literally goes absolutely nowhere. So, so much to the point you can just cut that all out of the movie. Like it doesn't. Yeah, and then he ends up back. Well, the thing that's fucking stupid is he ends up back in San Francisco to begin with. Like if that whole thing leads him to like, I, wherever the fuck in England or whatever. Okay. Like I see why we took that detour. But he just ends up back down the street from where he was to begin with. I think it's just. I think it's just for more passage of time. Give me a montage or something. Yeah, that's all you need is. But they like, like usually I, I complain about like that they have these like big sweeping stories and they're not personal enough. But this is so personal. But there's so much crazy shit that you assume is going on in the world that you learn nothing about. Yeah. No, I yeah. Like what TJ said, like when I was watching, I was like, this feels like they, they, it was like they were too loyal to the book or they were trying to be too loyal to the book and they wanted to make sure they touched on every little plot device. Well, the thing that's really frustrating is there's a movie in here. Yeah. Yeah, except you need to cut an hour out of this movie and then focus on what you really want to focus on. Like that's the problem. a truly baffling decision. The one thing that's interesting about the movie is the robot suit. And then they decide like that somehow it'd be more interesting if he became like a man, I guess. Like, isn't it a more interesting movie if she falls in love with a clanky clank robot? Yeah. She did. Just, like, <laughs> Alex she, doing, oh, Alec, this, the Alex doing the finger yeah. thing. That means the money. He, that means I the money. I think it's a, uh, Oh, we got Robin Williams in here. We have to have his face in this movie. It's well, his face was on the robot, but like, yeah. Can I just can I interject for a second? The female robot, even though she's kind of annoying, would 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 smoosh. Sure. Uh, Oliver Platt's like kind of the best part of the movie. Oliver Platt's good. The but well the one the original the grandmother does fall in love with the clankity clank robot. Right. But not as like, like, not in like in love. She it's yeah, like a more of she like confesses it basically to him. I felt like it was more of like a maybe I read the scene wrong. I thought it was more of like a familiar love. No, no, no. no. Like, She's I'd like, rather marry you, but I can't. So I'm oh, that's right. I forgot about. I forgot about that stupid scene. Also, can we can we talk about them? So the daughters. So there's two daughters in the first like first timeline in the first in the beginning of the movie that are like I, I would imagine like 12 and 15 or something. Then it goes into the future. And I think it says 12 years later and they've aged like considerably and they're still living at home. Like they both look like they're in their thirties, but they both still live at home. Like they're written like teenagers, but they're not like, it's very, it really distracted me quite a bit. Well, one of them's a dumbass and has glass toys that she brings to a very rocky beach. When she's a child. Yes. These children, especially the older one are awful. (laughs) And Sam Neill's accent, like, I know he's Brit. I don't know what he's doing, but, like, he sounds like a Republic serial villain, Daniel. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, he comes across as super menacing, I think, unintentionally. 
when he decides not to like when he wants to argue about and andrew's free oh alex gone we lost, we lost Alex. when he decides to argue against andrew's freedom like his voice changes quite a bit and it's very strange again the guy that like champions andrew as like a special being him like automatically being like fuck you you're not leaving why do you want to leave i was like what, what is this doesn't he make changes any- his mind so rapidly for everything because there's that scene where it's like why would we give a robot money and then like literally it's a smash cut to him and his lawyer's office trying to get the robot a checking account yeah it, it doesn't make this movie is full of things that are like wait what also like so Andy also credit disc yeah credit let me use your credit disc andy grows up in like 200 years in the future he doesn't know that people say that's a piece of shit like how does he, he also how, he's also somehow unaware that people die at 185 years right. old like like he thought this was going to change at some point <laughs> Alan, he doesn't, he doesn't Alan, know what did you think? I mean, he does think it's going to change. That's why he created those anti-dying drugs. But well, no, he, he does after that because he goes that whole scene like, are people just going to die? And it's like, yeah, pretty much. He's like, oh, shit. Are his, here's a question. Are his fake organs in a shared universe with repo men? They did look like that. Yeah, they did very much look like that. Also, like, real quick, I know this is a minor point, but why would you make your robot play, like, the Dark Side of the Moon laser show every time you plug it in? Because that shit is distracting. <laughs> I will say this. I liked, when, when the movie started, I thought it started way fast. Like, I was like, whoa, we're just kind of just jumping right into this, and okay, fine, here we go. Um, I liked I liked the part where he comes out of the box, and he blares, like, the three laws of robotics and everything. I was like, okay, this is kind of fun. Like, we're... We're, we're, we're touching on this stuff. This could get interesting. And then he does, he's not asked to violate any of them. He's not, it never comes up again. No. Like it, the three like, rolls. Like, that's the thing. This movie set up a bunch of little things that are, that should be later plot points, but nothing ever comes of anything. Do they, Al, you'll probably remember this because your memory is much better than everybody's. Like, do they make some kind of hand wave about how they don't make robots anymore or some shit? No, they, they, no, make, they said they, they don't make the, the, that, model anymore they, okay. just, they just didn't show any of the other newer models i guess gotcha because yeah because when they he was trying to uh i guess when they went back when he was when he was older and steven root was an old ass man they're like we stopped producing those and that's why or whatever that's why oliver platt's diced about it because he's like oh my god it was like finding like a model t Right. I don't know if this reference tracks with everybody, but like it feels a lot like they're trying to make a stranger in a strange land movie and kind of mash it into this. How dare you? <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like that I love makes that. sense. It, I love that you know, book. But, but listen, like the point of that book, you know, the kids from Mars and like he has this kind of like childlike naivete through the whole thing. Yeah. Like he doesn't become aware kind of until the very end. But this, it doesn't make any sense because it's a robot that you can program everything into. But he's still like, like a child. I guess that that also that reference that reference also tracks because Robin Williams, in a way, becomes a savior of mankind by making yeah. the fucking organs and shit. Just like uh, what was his name? Joseph Michael Smith was that his name? Yeah, Valentine. But yeah, yeah, Michael Valentine. Yeah, yeah. Um, he becomes a savior of humanity in the same way. I guess. Yeah. How have they never made that into a movie? I mean, they've I ruined so. it. Yeah. But. but yeah, the Josh Trank time skips are like a real problem. And it doesn't really, 
it only seems to serve just to age the characters up. There's no conflict in the time periods. You know what I mean? No. There's no conflict period in the whole movie. That's the problem. The conflict is love and time. That's but why that it's... doesn't get introduced until way late. Like that. that... But like even the the love thing's not a super conflict because Little Miss falls in love with him, and then the granddaughter is like, "I can't fall in love with the machine." It's like, "Well, what if I sweat and stuff?" And she's like, "Okay, <laughs> then I guess yeah." What if, if I, I sweat and fart? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I jizz. Also, like, I think it's funny. There's a line in the movie. I can't wait. love anything that doesn't jizz. <laughs> I need a load on my face or I can't marry you. <laughs> There's a line later on in the movie where, like, it's it's when his wife decides to tell him that, like, she wants to die. She doesn't want to take any more of his fucking immortal organ shit. And she wants to die. And he's like, well, you know, she's like, I'm 75. And he's like, but you look 50. <laughs> what was that last night? Hobo, hobo. <laughs> yeah, that was it. What was that last night? So you're telling me at 80, this woman's doing some fucking Kama Sutra, like reverse pile driver shit. Founded by this robot. <laughs> maybe, his, maybe his robot jizz is the DNA treatments. Like, that's just like how he's keeping her young. Now that would be a movie. That's the movie I want to see. Oh, I'm porking through the past. But like the movies, like I got emotional in this movie, but it's like so blatantly like manipulative. Like it's like, like it hits all. It's so easy, you know. What I mean, there's no story there. It's like set up, set up, set up, sad. Set up, set up, set up, sad. Like it's every beat that it's, should it, be in there. That's my favorite. Hold on, we can't all go at once. Alex, say that I again. Let Alex go. Favorite type of emotion is pandering. <laughs> It's like I wasn't sad because like um, I felt for any of the characters. I was sad because like, oh yes, I, my friend will die one day too. You know, what I mean? like it's yeah, it's, uh, it's, Fry, it's Fry and his dog from fucking Futurama. Like it's just like, oh okay, yeah. Except that episode's that's, really that's good. Actually, good. Yeah, um, it's that made, episode is too hard. bad. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Also, like, there's so many little things in this movie. Like, like I said before, the the daughters that like grow up but they still live in their house with their parents. Like, bothers me. It bothers me that that Andy. There are a lot, are a lot of people that do that. Yeah, but like, they're rich, especially, especially rich people who have huge. Like, Why would you leave? <laughs> I think my thing is that that really bothers me is like the kids that hate him for like literally no reason. The right. only way this would make sense and they had an easy out is, like, their parents got divorced because, like, she was in love with this robot and the kids knew, which maybe the, I'm supposed to take that as subtext, but it's never addressed in the movie. And for the, a movie that's, like, very surface level, like, I feel like it's something they just missed. The other thing you could do is you could make some sort of thing kind of like Blade Runner does where, like, they make they make it clear that society looks at these things like they're just toasters and they kind of resent the fact that the father's giving them all the attention. The robot, all right. the attention, or something, but they don't do any of that. They just well, automatically. I mean, they... No, 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 I'm talking about her kids, like the oh, daughter's oh, kids. Uh, oh, yeah. Not the, yeah, yeah. Well, the daughter's kids in the movie for like 10 seconds. Like, there's that one scene. Up. No, yeah. they show the, her son a whole bunch when he grows up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he hates him. They establish he a little piece that he's going to go. Yeah, when he finds out that the robot's going to go walk about to try to find uh, other robots, he's thrilled. That's right. That's right. I but, he, but you don't need any of that. Like he can just go look for the other robots. Like I don't need this whole setup with the sun. Like there's just so much like extra shit in this movie. Oh shit! What? Apparently, Io Shirai is the new women's champion, NXT champion. She beat she beat Charlotte Flair. 
Charlotte oh, yeah. and uh, Rhea Ripley. I need to watch that. Diarrhea for her. Um, yeah. Uh, but like, I don't know. This movie sucks. <laughs> I hated this movie. I fell asleep during five or ten minutes of it. The robot costume was good. The robot costume was great. Was there somebody in that costume? Was that Rob, like a yeah, Robin Williams? He was not in that fucking costume. That's what he says. No way. Was. No fucking way. I I'd bet. probably put a bunch of coke in it. <laughs> Robin Williams is I, I, he's not like a method actor, but he he's a weird wacky guy. That wouldn't surprise me if he but did he's it. He's kind of like heavy set. There's no way you could have fit his fat you ass in. Him when he was normal in the movie with no shirt on, he wasn't that heavy. The robot yeah. was thick enough. I mean, you got you got Tony Daniels and C three PO. You can make it happen. Yeah, Tony Daniels a little ass dude. That's the whole. Oh, he's, a, he's a thick boy speaking robot. Of, speaking of thick robots, RoboCop has the fattest ass. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> does he have nipples and a huge cod piece? No, but I mean, he's just got a big dumper. He's got like <laughs> a fucking like a um, Kyrie Irving. Not Kyrie Irving. He's got a place for the Raptors. Uh, Kyle Lowry, but. <laughs> Probably takes giant poops. Uh, <laughs> Alec, do you got anything to say before we get into five knuckle shuffles? Um, no, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. I think we've, uh, I think we've covered pretty much everything. The, uh, the bit where he was like rattling off the jokes because he was trying to learn humor. Yeah, that guy, that was that really funny. Laugh. And apparently, that was Robin Williams just. Riffing off a bunch of jokes, trying to make them all laugh like they didn't know what he was. Well, yeah, that was what he did. <laughs> that, that, was was Rob, that was Rob Williams stealing that bit from Star Trek where Data's trying to make Joe Piscopo laugh. I uh, key reference. There's an episode of Next Generation where Data learns how to tell jokes, and Joe like Piscopo's the in the episode. Yeah, he's a holodeck comedian. Holy shit! I need to see that. Uh, all right, go. five knuckle shuffle time. Alec. Uh, <coughs> Ten. <laughs> Can we do 11s? <laughs> I'm going to give it 200 in recognition. <laughs> One for every year in the movie. <laughs> um, nah, I don't know. Seven, six, six, seven, seven, six and a half. <laughs> like, I got to realize that it's not a, not a like great movie. Mm-hmm. But there were parts of it, some parts of it I enjoyed, and the uh, the fake schmaltzy sentimentality, like, even though it's fake and schmaltzy, it still gets to me. Gotcha. So, All right. Like, yeah, it's pandering, but it pandered to the right guy, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it knew their audience. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, I had to get up and walk into the kitchen at one point because I had tears running down my face. <laughs> Can't let my wife see me. Oh my god! Because he got that four breath. What part was it? Um, I think it was when Sam Neill was dying, oh. and he was trying starting to come to the either when Sam Neill was dying or when he was uh, <laughs> admonishing him for wanting his own freedom. Because you love Jurassic Park, <laughs> you're just you're just imagining the guy from Jurassic Park dying. You're like, no, yeah, Doctor uh, Doctor Grant. I can't remember his name. Yeah, Grant. That's Alan it. Grant. Oh shit! Maybe he was Doctor Grant in this. Holy shit! They say his name. Uh, I don't. I, I. They must have. I don't know. I don't remember. It's just master. Man. No, I think it was sir. 
I'm pretty sure it wasn't master. Uh, yeah, I'll give it. I'll go. I'll, I'll settle on a, a six. Six. I can, I can realize that it's not a good movie, but I still enjoyed parts of it. Um, All right. I'm pretty sure I know what TJ and Sean are going to be, so we'll see dogs <laughs> for last. TJ, uh, this is a zero for me, dog. I, ah. I, I fucking hated this movie. Like, I didn't like anything about it, and I wanted, like, I actively wanted it to be over. I was like debating on. You love the fountain, and it's basically the same movie as the fountain. How dare you? How dare you? The fountain is so good. Like, here's the thing. I I was I was debating on texting you guys if I could just quit watching the movie and someone else could just get my pick for this month. Like, I was trying to figure out some way to stop watching this movie. Like every time, oh, are, we start, are we gonna start selling picks? I mean, I didn't. So it, the precedent the precedent hasn't been made yet. But like. I, I remember, and I texted you guys. So the, the point where he leaves to get his freedom and he goes to the beach, I was like, it felt like a full arc. Like, I thought that was the whole movie. And then I paused the movie in true movie the podcast fashion. And I wasn't even halfway through the movie yet. And I was like, oh, dear God. Like, how did... my? I, I can't get over how poorly paced this movie was. Like, I don't understand how you you shoot this movie and you're like, well, what's the storyline? Like, what's the plot I want to tell? And you don't know until like the last hour of the movie. Like, I don't get it. Like a good movie, like starts off and it tells you what the fucking purpose of this movie is. This movie doesn't tell you what its fucking purpose is until it's almost over. And it's like, I, I don't know what the, and it's just so, it'd be one thing if like, so, like, I, I talked about a movie last week, Kill List, that I, to its credit, I said that it's a movie that you don't understand what it's trying to do until it's over, but that builds to an ending. The movie before that is very interesting, and it leaves a lot of clues, and it makes you think, this movie is just boring as shit. And then it just, like, it's like, oh, it's about love, and it's like, oh, cool. And then it's over, and you're like, what the fuck did I just watch? And this came out in 1999, same year as Fight Club and a bunch of other good movies. And it's just like, yeesh. I, uh, yeah, I hated this movie. Uh, it's a zero for me, dog. So I'm going to pass the mic to Gogs. So uh, this movie is like a three. <laughs> We're all uh, over the place. I don't, I don't act, I don't act, I don't hate it. I think it's getting a bump because I have an affinity for Robin Williams and I just like him and he's trying in the whole thing. Everyone's trying. There's no, like the performances are fun. Um, I like, and this is probably the wrong way to, to score it, but I, I, I can see what this movie wants to be and what it's going for, I think. And I, I like, like sort of the big concept, sort of similar, like what we said about short circuit too, like the whole, like, the, what it means to be human and how to define it and how to chase it. Like I kind of picked up, see like you said that really didn't show up till the end. I kind of picked up on it pretty immediately. Like that's what this movie was about. I um, mean, I guess I don't know. I fit, but, but it, it, I don't know. It, 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 it for me, it, it just didn't like, Oh, it's it, I mean, whatever. It was it's like, I, I guess like the thing <sighs> is if one, if, if literally one of the other subplots, would have done something if him finding all the other robots would have led him to some greater understanding 
or any of the other, if the, if there was any sort of bump in the road, it would have helped to reinforce the point of this movie. The problem is, is that it goes from one plot point to another. There's no, there's no pushing back. There's no, you know, conflict is the essence of drama and there's nothing. There's literally nothing until almost the end of the movie. And yeah. I, that to me just doesn't work. But, and the conflict, like, he doesn't, like, do anything to resolve it besides sit around. Right. Like, it's like, no, you're not a human. And then, like, later, it's like, can I be a human now? It's like, okay. <laughs> well, no, I mean, no, he's actively trying to become more human the whole time. And he goes to the Space Senate. And then he no, I'm talking about between the two different Space Senate scenes. Like, he does nothing. That Space no, Senate shit, himself, the Space Senate shit doesn't like, happen until super late, dude. But, like, he makes himself, like, he... He gives himself the ability to decay between the two space senate scenes. But that, but dude, this two space like senate trades, scenes. What did he do before different. that? Because the the space well, senate scenes are literally an hour and a half into the movie, and like he slowly look look. Here's the progression, right? He learned how to he learned how to carve wood, tell <laughs> jokes, make clocks, uh, got a dick, uh. Got a nervous system, maybe a nervous system, then a dick. I forget which way that all went. And then he got nervous system first. Then he yeah. got blood. Then he got blood and the ability to die. He traded away his immortality. So I guess the big message that I guess they were trying to go for is you know it means more to be human. Yada yada. Doesn't matter. It's three. I don't. It's not wretched, but it's not good. But I can. I love. I love Robin Williams, and I can appreciate. It gets a couple points just for. I appreciate what it was going for. Same director as Pixels. Yeah, it's Chris Columbus. Ooh, well, Chris Columbus has done some good work. Hold Home on. Alone. Home Alone, Adventures in Babysitting. That's a good movie. Uh, that's that about a good one. Yeah. Harry Potter, the first two. He didn't do... Who did... Alec, you didn't react to that Harry Potter meme I sent in the chat. I like it. Yeah, I, I don't appreciate it. <laughs> It's horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's very inside. Nobody else will get it. <laughs> well, anyway, I pass the mic to Chong. I have never hated a movie <laughs> on this show as much as I hate this movie. Um, like, all my favorite fiction is about like identity and what it means to be human and robots that want to be people and i don't know if i've mentioned this before but blade runner 2049 is probably like my favorite movie you've you've mentioned it has has an extremely similar plot but like somebody that wasn't like a cte patient made the movie dude pause pause (laughs) real quick sean so the scene where he meets the dancing chick robot and yeah. then he's like, "Wait a minute! You're you have your your personality scene, your your personality yeah. thing." I was like, "That's the your average Joe fucking. That's the yeah. scene from Blade Runner twenty forty nine, just done yeah. really bad." So Blade Runner twenty forty nine ripped off by oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> it's a sexy sister film, the Python Daniel man. Uh, like it's like full of cheap, cheap, cheap sentimentality. It's a movie that takes place over 200 years where nothing happens except a robot learns how to shit. Like, like every time he goes outside, it's this, like, fucking video toaster level of special effects going on around him. And literally the only interesting part is the robot costume that they shit can. I don't know, two hours into this six-hour movie. Um, 
this movie is like trash. Like there is like I've never been so upset watching a movie in my entire life. What's the score? Like it's, can it, it can't be lower than zero, right? Zero is an absolute. Like this movie's so bad. Whatever the next movie is, I'm also going to rate a zero just because I can't contain how bad this movie is in one score. Did I fucking hate this movie? <laughs> I did not like it. Would not recommend. Like this movie, like almost canceled movies for me. It's like I was going to throw the PlayStation in the trash. <laughs> So, so, so you're not, you, you didn't care for it. Yeah, it wasn't my cup of tea, but literally I've never been so miserable in my entire life. <laughs> and it will not end. Have you ever read any of the Asimov stuff, Sean? Yeah, it's a little too like dry for me. Yeah, I feel the same. I like I, iRobot. That's, that's all I've ever read is iRobot. A million oh, the iRobot movies, like, a fucking, like, there will be blood compared to this. Like, <laughs> this movie sucks. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Maybe I should pick that. Could the Will Smith I mean, iRobot? No. I like I I just I don't understand why any this is I guess this is kind of like the reverse Turbo Kid or Bronson or something like I I really I genuinely don't understand what you liked about this movie. Yeah, I like, th- this movie reminded me a lot of AI, which is another m- misdirected science fiction movie. Like misdirection, Stan. <laughs> <laughs> Operation Snoopafax is very convoluted. No, this movie's fucking bullshit. I hate it. <laughs> well, it's got an average score for it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, like I really hate this fucking movie. Well, we did it. <laughs> okay. What did you hate about it the most? The clocks. Was it, was it the science? Okay, so they have like a mansion, but they can't afford a warehouse to put his fucking clocks. What's up with that? They, they, they just let these clocks go off all day long. <laughs> like, like they look at each other like, oh, it's, you know, fucking horrible headache chime hour. Oh, God. What, uh, what kind of money you're spending on gears? It's got to be through the roof. I, I've never seen a movie with so many fucking dropped subplots. Like, <laughs> it's just. Like a masterclass in trash, but they live. They live in like the future in sort of a future manse, but their basement is like from the twenties. Like there's, it, it's real weird. Like the the stuff that's in it. Like there's no futury shit in like, it. I couldn't tell. Like it's so it's such a jumbled mess when you go in that basement. It's like oh they're poor maybe or something right. or he's going broke making clocks. If that like is he a clock maker specifically? Or what does he do? Oh, yeah, because Sam Neill does say something about, like, could you learn my profession or something? That's why he starts making clocks, right? But, like, the laminated check is kind of where I lost it. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Oh, this robot's wearing a sweater. Read the book at the beat. Like, it's just (laughs) terrible. Four and a half. He did look good in that sweater. (laughs) I mean, it was a dope sweater, but like it was wait. The sweater was wasted on the movie. <laughs> I do agree with Sean uh, about a lot of things, but like when they decide to get rid of robot Robin Williams and just give you regular Robin Williams, I was like, "Well, why am I watching this now?" 
Like you took away the robot. I wanted to watch a robot movie, and now he's just Robin Williams. It's just like, but man. make sure he just his eyes have servos in them, just so you can hear him blink. Like you could have at just, least, just like, so you don't forget, just make him like fucking Ex Machina, where he's just like the face of Robin Williams, but still like a robot body. Do anything. <laughs> <laughs> It's like oh, Stephen. Like a little kid. It's like a little kid playing a movie. It's like oh, this is a movie about romance. I'm bored now. Now, now it's a romance. Now, like, oh, it uh, sucks. So it sh- sucks. Sean, it's your pick next week. So what are you picking? Bloodshot. Bloodshot. That's right. Bloodshot. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I uh, man, I don't even know what to think about that movie. If Bloodshot is not better than Bicentennial Man, and we have to be honest. I will cut my dick off on a live stream. <laughs> <laughs> a lot riding on this. Yeah. Well, so a, a, little, a, a little bit riding on <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's got to be, it's good. So Bloodshot has to get an average score of a five or higher. Or I'll straight up cut my dick off. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Sean and TJ both gave it zeros. Yeah. yeah. You what? gave it a six, I gave it a three. Yeah, oh shit! No, that's only divided by two. two. Oh, it's only got to be like a two. It's got to be a two and a quarter. <laughs> yes, I still the vote. same size as Sean's dick, two and a quarter. Yeah, no, it's four ninety nine. Four ninety nine to rent on Amazon. That's not too bad. That's yeah. normal. I, because when it first it first came out, it was like twenty bucks. It's like yeah, it never got released in the theater. Yeah, straight to straight to on demand, whatever. Yeah. Stuff. Is four dollars too high a price to pay to see your friend possibly cut his own dick off? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, being able to pay for it's gonna cost it a point in Jump Street, so you're already. <laughs> <in my fault. laughs> uh, all right, everybody. Well, that's the show. Uh, you know, fuck off. But uh, Black Lives Matter for real, not the yeah. fuck off part, but. Black Lives Matter. Nice tone shift. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, Bicentennial Man has ruined my I, my sense of tone and, uh, and if you're being a appropriate. listening to this for some reason, kill Anyone, yourself. Sir? Yeah, stop listening. And go fuck all. Good time. Yeah. All right, everybody. Bye-bye. What? Bye-bye. Good time for what? Last night, sir. No, no, no. Don't, don't blame me, Andrew. Just go ahead. Thank you, sir. Two cannibals were eating a clown. One turns to the other and says, does this taste funny to you? How do you make a hanky dance? Put a little boogie in it. What is a brunette between two blondes? Translator. Do you know why blind people don't like to skydive? It scares their dogs. A man with dementia is driving on the freeway. His wife calls him on the mobile phone and says, Sweetheart, I heard there's someone driving the wrong way in the freeway. He says, One, there's hundreds. What's silent? Smells like worms. Bird farts. It must have been an engineer who designed the human body. Who also put a waste processing plant next to a recreation area. A woman goes into a doctor's office. The doctor says, Do you mind if I numb your breast? Not at all. Num, 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 num. <laughs> One did it, sir. And it was... It was fine, but we might want to talk about appropriateness and, um... and timing. It's 10.15, sir. <laughs>